Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this episode of On the Fence. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Malik. And right off the top of bat, you can find me on social media, on Twitter at O-T-F-J-O-R-D-O-N, and then on Instagram at Jordan Malik. So not much has happened since uh, our episode yesterday, but there have been two new uh, news that's happened. Two news. Uh, two, two things have happened uh, to make the news in regards to the Eagles. The first one, which is very disheartening news, I guess, it makes me sad, is that Marquise Goodwin, the wide receiver that the Eagles traded for in the draft for a six-round pick, he is opting out of the 2020 NFL season. Right off the bat, anyone that is clowning him or saying that he is selfish, saying that he should not be opting out, etc., that that's a that's a clown take. That's the absolute wrong way to look at this. We could be sad, we could be disappointed together, but we cannot we cannot be disappointed in Marquise. We cannot be angry with him. He he finally has had a child. His his wife has had, I believe, four miscarriages. And and he said in his video family over everything and he needs he needs to start living that and I respect that we all need to put yourself in his shoes if you lost four children would you risk the life of your fifth child just to play football I wouldn't I I can surely say that I would not I would not make that same he he posed it as I'm not like I'm not gonna go through that again, which I I get that. You know, Marquise has been through so much, and I look forward to seeing what he can do in 2021. You know, he he's not gonna fall out of shape. That's for dang sure. Marquise Goodwin, the a big reason we were so excited for him. So he's an Olympic sprinter and Olympic lawn jumper. There's lots of reasons to be excited for him in Midnight Green. So let's let's not be angry with him. Let's let's we can mourn this. You know, I I was very excited to see Marquise Goodwin in in the Midnight Green and playing playing this year. I was very excited for it. I think he was going to have a career year. And it's a shame that we don't get to see that. But that's not Marquise's fault. It's not. There's going to be more players to opt out. So we'll see. You know, it, we, we're we already down two starters, him and Brandon Brooks. But it's it's a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But we can't be angry. I think anger is the wrong emotion to feel now. Obviously, you're entitled to feel whatever you want to feel. But I think if if there's anger, I think that's something else that needs to be worked through personally. And a second second note about wide receivers with the Philadelphia Eagles. Alshon Jeffrey. This this is like a a. a this is 1B. 
If uh, if the stories are one and two, Marquise Goodwin's one A, and this is one B. Uh, Alshon Jeffries on the pup list. This is not a surprise to me. Uh, I'm very surprised to see other people be surprised. I thought this was the plan the whole time. Uh, so yes, Alshon Jeffrey is on the pup list. Probably not going to start the season. He was never expected to. So what that means for the Philadelphia Eagles is that now there are nine wide receivers on the roster. Not that are not Marquise Goodwin. Because Alshon Jeffrey's on the pup. Marquise Goodwin is technically still on the roster. He's number 10. So I'll run through there that list right now. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Manasa Bailey. Deontay Burnett. Big Rob Davis. John Hightower. Deshaun Jackson. Jalen Rieger. Greg Ward. Kez Watkins. So, out of those nine guys, this stat is courtesy of Jimmy Kemsky, who is uh, with the Philly Voice. I said Philly Inquirer yesterday. He's with the Philly Voice. Uh, he tweeted out, with Marquise Goodwin opting out and not including Alshon Jeffrey, who is unlikely to be ready uh, for week one, all remaining non-Deshaun receivers on the Eagles roster have a combined 52 catches and for 631 yards and two touchdowns. That's another very young receiving core. That was the big ex- that was the big hope with Marquise Goodwin is that he was a veteran in the room. He was someone who's been around the block. And I'm sure he'll still be available for FaceTimes and for phone calls, etc., whatever. But it's not going to be the same capacity as everyone, as we were hoping, where he's on the field with them. And it's going to be very important that the wide receivers grow quickly this year. And I think this shows just how it shows extra emphasis on Jalen Hurts and that draft pick because... Most of these guys, you know, Kez Watkins, Robert Davis, Deontay Burnett, they're going to see most of their reps with Jalen Hurts. Even even Jalen Rieger, too. They're going to see their reps with Jalen Hurts. And that's a lot better. You know, I shouldn't say that it's necessarily better than Josh McCown. Because Josh McCown, he he's been around the block a lot more. He he has that knowledge, that experience. But Jalen Hurts is a different animal than Josh McCown. You know, Josh McCown has been very successful playing with ten over ten different teams. He's been in this league for God knows how long. He's the oldest quarterback in NFL history to make a playoff debut. He's done a lot of amazing things. He's a very smart man, and I think that there is a future for him within the Eagles organization as a coach going forward. You know, maybe once his kids graduate high school, because that was the whole thing during the years that Josh McCown would fly back to Texas on Friday for his kids' high school games so he could coach them. 
And that was like a condition in the contract negotiations was like, I'll play for the Eagles, but I got to still coach my kid's team. I ain't leaving them high and dry like that. And he did that. He balanced that throughout the whole year. And, you know, kudos to him for doing that. Balancing family and work. That's what we're all trying to do at the end of the day is balance family and work. So Jalen Hurts being the backup now, that makes him all the more important that we have so many young wide receivers. We have wide receivers that are inexperienced. We have wide receivers that have not played in NFL down yet. Looking at this list, we have one, two, three, maybe four wide receivers. Yes, we have four wide receivers that have never played an NFL snap, being Jalen Rieger, Kez Watkins, John Hightower, and Masana Bailey. And there we're actually going to be, I, I don't know about Mr. Bailey, but Hightower and Watkins and Rieger, we're, we're expecting production from them. You know, this roster will probably carry seven wide receivers into opening day. That'll probably be J.J. Arthega-Whiteside, Jalen Rieger, Deshaun Jackson, Gre- uh, Greg Ward, I'll put my money on, John Hightower, and without Marquise Goodwin, Kez Watkins? That seventh spot is up... This, you know, they're battling for it because you have Dante, Deontay Burnett and Robert Davis, who they they were on the roster. They played and had some big time catches that Deontay Burnett catch against. I believe it was the Giants was a thing of beauty on the sideline. Maybe it might have even been against the Cowboys, but I remember Deontay Burnett. I, I'm I'm willing to put money that it was against the, uh, the Giants. It was a beautiful catch. And Deontay Burnett, he does have potential to do some good things. So now we're we're in this weird spot now where Marquise Goodwin, not Marquez, Marquise. Marquise Goodwin was meant to be this veteran, this guiding presence to help bring the guys along alongside De- uh, Deshaun Jackson. You need more than one veteran in the room. That's just that's just a fact. The more veterans you have, the better, honestly. Though technically, you could make the argument that Greg Ward is basically a veteran at this point. He's been around the league for and he's been on the Eagles for so many different years now. Granted, last year was the first time he really stuck, but he's been around the block, so. So it'll be very important that these wide receivers grow. And a big, big development in that is from Dave Zangaru uh, with uh, NBC Sports. Jason Avant will be working with Eagles receivers at training camp this summer as part of the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship. Uh, And then with some uh, uh, color commentary from Zangaru. Avant has some of the best hands I've ever seen. That's true. Uh, Avant is a great coach to bring in, or at least he has the skills to be a great coach with the Eagles uh, organization. He, and especially for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. J.J. is not fast. Neither was Jason Avant. 
But Jason Avant still got open, caught passes, was a third down machine. So Jason Avant can teach JJ Arthega Whiteside can learn a lot of things from Jason Avant. And I hope that Avant is able to communicate those words and those lessons like a very good teacher. Because obviously you can have all the skill in the world. That doesn't mean you're going to be a good teacher or a good coach. So I really hope. I mean, Jason Avant, he's a salt of the earth kind of guy. He's an absolutely amazing individual. I, I'll actually never forget rather recently. I didn't even realize it at the moment, uh, but he was at a protest that was organized by uh, one of my friends in Camden. He was there and, you know, he's absolutely an amazing person. So Jason Avant is joining the Eagles and that's going to help their wide receivers. He, he's no doubt going to be an improvement. You don't add him to the room and it's worse off because it's not like they're subtracting anyone either. So the next thing I want to talk about is about the coaching is that Jalen Rieger has said that he is learning multiple positions. Doug Peterson has said he's going to bring the rookies along slower this year, which I think is good. I, I do not want to go on another rant about Mike Groh making J.J. Ortega-Whiteside learn 1,300 plays before stepping on the field. But Jalen Rieger is learning, is still learning multiple positions. He's learning the, uh, inside and outside of the slot. He said X and Z, uh, but then uh, clar- like clarified saying inside and outside of the slot. Uh it's different positions, like the Z is not the slot, so it's probably just a little slip up. But uh, the fact that Jalen Rieger is learning multiple positions worries me. It really, really does. And I know, you know, wide receiver is not like, it's not like baseball or uh, basketball where it's like a whole different position. You know, it's, it's still the same concepts at the end of the day. You know, the in basketball, if you're running a play from the four uh, or the five, the, those tend to be massively different uh, jobs. It's, it's, just, it's just completely different. Your responsibilities are different. But for the NFL, it's just the route's different. For a wide receiver in the NFL, the route's different. So... I maybe I just need to to curb myself with this a little bit. Maybe I just have a little bit too much PTSD from JJ from JJ. But I hear learning multiple positions and immediately I just kind of think of like cross training in baseball where it's very it's very difficult to be good at multiple positions in baseball uh on the defensive side of course. Uh, like so many, so many career journeymen in the MLB are able to travel and go from team to team just on the premise that they are able to play multiple positions. Look at Ben Zobrist. Ben Zobrist is a utility, a utility player's utility player. He is the, the gold standard for utility player, in my opinion. 
And I'm glad that he got a ring, finally. He, he deserves it. But that is not an easy thing to do, learn multiple positions. Obviously, that's baseball and this is football. And I have to curt myself from that because that's my immediate thinking. And I, th- I think other people kind of fall into that too. I think we were seeing that with Jason Peters where it's like, oh, yeah, switching to right guard. That's a totally different position. Is it really, though? It's not all that different. I think the bigger thing's going to be the mirroring. But, so with Jalen Rieger, and I'm sure that the other wide receivers are probably getting the same thing, where they're being trained inside and outside of the slot. Though I think with the younger guys, the other young guys, I think it'd be better just to specifically teach them one position. Just because if they're not going to be on the field all that much to begin with, like John Hightower, I doubt that he's going to see very many snaps in the slot this year. Just be, just between Jalen Rieger and, uh, and Deshaun Jackson, them two alone are going to take a lot of snaps in the slot, not counting Greg Ward. All right, so with there being some decent depth at the wide receiver position this year, I think that teaching the rookies very specialized roles would do very, very well for the Eagles because then if we do need them to play, then it's less compromising. You don't need John Hightower to go into the slot because then it's just like, all right, he's in the X. You know, he's in the Z. Have him play the Z, and that's just the end of it. Like, you know, everything else can shuffle around because if you lose one player that is able to move positions, then, you know, it's it's just able to shift around instead of constantly playing this uh, merry-go-round or uh, musical chairs of wide receivers. Because where a wide receiver is lined up isn't the most important thing. That doesn't really change how the offense dictates uh, or how the defense dictates their matchups for the most part. If they really want a cornerback to travel, they'll have him travel. Though that's not the most common thing in the world. Darius Slay with the, the Lions, the entire time he played just on the right side. Didn't matter, didn't matter who was lined up against him. For a majority of the time, he would just be on the right side. And other teams will counteract that and just put their best guy on them or they'll put their worst guy on him. You know, that's how they decide to play it. If they do it too much, maybe they'll move. Da, 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 da. Obviously, chess match. But having that positional fluency is important, but they're rookies. They're rookies. So just have them learn one position at a time and they can do some really, really good things from that one position. Giving rookies positional fluency will can definitely help the team, but it's just you're asking for too much out of a rookie, I believe. If you're able to just get them one position, get them on the field, that's what that's the gold standard. Look at Mac Collins in his rookie year. I think he had the perfect rookie year from a fourth round and lower pick. If Kez Watkins and John Hightower have the same rookie year as Matt Collins, that is a A-plus success. 
What I mean by that is that they'll have one or two clutch play touchdowns. That's it. Matt Collins, that that streak fly route uh, touchdown against the Packers. It's a thing of beauty. It was an absolute thing of beauty. And that's that's all you can ask for from a rookie like that. That's because when you, when you only ask that much of them, they can succeed. And if you got that special rookie, then they will do more than that. But you cannot just assume that you have a special rookie. You cannot treat Matt Collins. You cannot treat John Hightower and Kez Watkins as if they are, you know, a, a superstar. You can't treat them like an Odell Beckham Jr. right off the bat. Like, uh, or even comparing it to, you know, rookies. A rookie Odell Beckham Jr. coming out of LSU. Or, you know, you can't treat them like CeeDee Lamb. Can't treat John Hightower and Kez Watkins like Julio Jones his rookie year. There's just such a difference in pedigree between a, a high first-round pick and a sixth-round pick. They were both in the sixth round. So I hope that the Eagles are able to ask less of them and therefore they can give us more. I truly think this is a situation of less is more. And the less that we ask of them, the more they can give us. If we bog them down, they will play slow. They will play in their head. Just make it easy for them. Even if you need someone to like literally tell them the, what route they're running before the play. If that's what it takes to get productivity out of them, then do it. Who cares? As long as they're able to be productive and make the team better and put up numbers, nothing else matters. So that's going to be all for this episode of On The Fence. As always, hit me up on the social medias at Twitter, on Twitter, at O-T-F-J-O-R-D-O-N, and let me know your thoughts, comments, and concerns about the Eagles, about this wide receiver situation, and it's very fluid. You know, it. we might have, like I said, there will probably be another player that opts out, at least one. We saw the Patriots already have had four. They're, it, it's, it's a little worrisome. It's a little worrisome. So hit me up with your thoughts, comments, and concerns. Do you, are there any players in particular that you think are going to opt out? You know, I, it, it'll, it'll be really interesting. Now you can find me on Instagram at J-O-R-D-O-N-M-A-L-I-C-K, Jordan Malik. As always, this has been On The Fence. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. Have a great day.